0: Good evening. My name is Anthony Standard and I pastor a church called Living Waters Community Fellowship in Tableview in Cape Town. We meet on Sunday at 10 a.m. at Lilliput Primary, Pre-Primary. And if you have nowhere to go, you're welcome to join us. i also a representative of Frontline Fellowship, the missionary organization, and we have thousands of tracks that have been delivered to us for free distribution for those who would like to do some evangelism or uh, distribute them in their church. And these uh, tracks like Alive in Christ, God Loves You, Who Do You Say That I Am, Bible Study on Matthew, The Way to God, How to Know God, Satan versus Christ, and um, a couple of other titles in different languages like English, Susutu, Songa. Koza, Zulu, Afrikaans, and Chechewa. And you're most welcome to come in and and fetch some of these tracks for your churches and for your outreaches. And you would be able to get those tracks at Frontline Fellowship at Livingston House at 28 Park Road, Rondebosch. You need to phone and make an appointment at this number, 021-689-4480. And I'm sure you'll be very blessed. We have thousands of these tracks at the moment and we they are for free distribution. So please avail yourselves of that. Now my message uh, this evening is by this time tomorrow. And our reading is 2 Kings 7, one. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The people of Israel in the Old Testament are facing a great famine in the city of Samaria and were under siege from the Syrian army with no hope or food left. Elisha the prophet was in the city, starving and suffering with the people. Just like the church today is suffering in many ways, you know, spiritually starving and even suffering and going through many challenges. What a place you'd want to be in the city with Elisha where Elisha the prophet was in, you'd think, you know. We often share the troubles of the world, but it's how we conduct ourselves during suffering that really counts. There were were people eating their children in the city. The siege was going so hard and they were very hungry. Notice it's believers, God's people, in a terrible situation and the Lord had allowed this situation. God was still in control. All things seemed completely lost, but that's when often God delivers us. And if I look at my own life, you know, I can say in the 38 years that I've been serving the Lord, deliverances have come in one day. It's often been the most terrible things we've been praying for, pushing through, and then one day we get deliverance. And I think God often does that for us. The king of the city was so mad and blamed God, and he thought to take it out on Elisha and have him killed, actually, because Elisha's also hungry in the city. Is is not the same today. Your business may be ruined so was the city. Your life may be in tatters. So were the believers in the city. All seemed utterly lost. But God, you know, you, you can be in exactly the same situation. You can be a Christian in great tribulation. And, you you know, Jesus was in the center of God's will on the cross. And you got to understand, the Christian, that sometimes we walk through, ter- we are living in this world. We go through what the world's going through. We go through it with them. But we got to be like Elisha in the city. You know what I mean? We we are still preaching and praying for people and being a strength for them. You know, because we know our God. So the king and his warlord were standing in Elisha's house wanting to kill him. Like, where's God now? You know, where's your God now? Then Elisha said an impossible thing to the faithless king. Our text verse, 2 Kings 7, 1. Then Elisha said to him, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, a seer of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel, two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. He's like saying an impossible thing. He's saying the army of, uh, uh, is outside here, the Syrian army. It's impossible what Elijah is saying to him, you know? And Elisha continues So the officer who's on the hand the king leaned in verse 2 answered the man of God and said, Look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this be? And Elisha said to him, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Unbelief gets nothing. Faith gets everything. I want to tell you that, Christian, you've got to hold the faith when you're going through triumphs of trouble. Don't speak unbelief. The king kept his mouth closed. But the other guy who must have been a believer in God, and that I don't think he's a very good believer, but he was a believer, I mean, you can be a believer and not be a Christian. The devil believes in, in God, but he's not a Christian. The warlords spoke unbelief. Did not some of you maybe speak unbelief last week when you're going through these terrible times? Repent quickly and say, this time tomorrow, as Elisha said to the king, by this time tomorrow, say it to your life, say over and over, by this time tomorrow, I'm going to be delivered and start speaking faith into your life. Say, this time it might seem utterly impossible to your situation, but we need to start saying that. I'm going to be delivered in Jesus' name. I'm going to overcome. Now, 2 Kings 7.3. Now, there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gates. they sitting outside the gates. Beyond them is the Syrian army. Inside, the gates are closed and not letting the lepers in. Maybe people are giving them scraps of food from the wall from time to time. And they're sitting, you know, between the forest and the devil, in other words. They really got nowhere to go. The deep blue sea and the devil, I think the saying is. And there were it's the scripture says there are four leprous men sitting at the entrance of the gate. And they, they looked at one another and said, why are we sitting here until we die? Now, I could have titled that sermon the same thing. Why are we sitting here until we die? And we need to ask ourselves that question. You have these four lepers sitting outside the city, neither in or out the city, neither for or against. They too must have been believers in God. And listen to this. Tradition tells us that one of those lepers was Elisha's servant, Gehazi, who had sinned and been covered with leprosy. That's what tradition tells us. And Gehazi had sinned and disobeyed Elisha and stolen gold and silver from Naaman the Syrian. After Elisha had... Uh, healed to the power of God, Naaman the Syrian, and the Syrian had offered him gold and anything that he wanted, and Elisha refused it. And Gehazi had gone after the man, after he left, and said, oh, my master said uh, I would like this and that, and he got some gold and changes of clothing. So we, we, we just come to that story quickly, a uh, quick flash. 2 Kings 5.25. Now, when he went and stood before his master, so Gehazi came back to the cave where Elisha was. And Elisha said to him, where did you go, Gehazi? We're looking at 2 Kings 5.25. And he said, your servant didn't go anywhere. He lied. Then Elisha said an interesting thing to him that we could be saying to the juniors today. Did not my heart go out with you when the man turned back from his chariot to meet you? Is it a time to receive money, receive clothing, Olive groves, vineyards, sheep, oxen, male and female servants. He said to him, is there a time for that now? We should be about God's work, he was saying. And in verse 5, uh, in, uh, verse uh, five, verse 27, he says, Therefore the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and your descendants forever. And, and Gehazi went out from his presence leprous as white as snow. He got judged. I wonder if we shouldn't be saying that to our Christians that is it a time. It's get our focus on God and the things of God. How many of you know that we all get a chance to walk in the heights of God, but we often mess up. We often drop the ball. We, we, we lose our faith along the way. But don't let your past get you down. Say, by this time tomorrow, by this time tomorrow I'm going to be a little bit, and really start stepping up in faith. So Gehazi and the three other lepers were outside the city. The Syrian army was surrounding the city, starving the city into surrender. The king was inside with the prophet Elisha. And how many of you know if you're in trouble, it's good to have men of God with you like Elisha. You should be in the church if you're in trouble. Other believers can pray for you. Older Christians can walk with you. They can share with you how they overcame troubles. Don't sit outside, the don't be outside the church when troubles come your way outside the lepers were caught between the devil and the deeply sea as i said they could not go inside because there was no food and they couldn't go to the syrians because they feared they'd be killed they felt there was nowhere out they were trapped and i know there are many people listening today in the same position people in such deep trouble with money and relationships sickness and they feel they can't go forward and can't go backwards they feel trapped by circumstance or by demons, and they're just sitting in fear, doing nothing. And some are even blaming God for their predicament. So these lepers said in 2 Kings 7:4, "If we say we will enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die." And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. The city was in dire straits. The people were starving so bad that the king found two women who were eating their son. The people of God, the nation of God, is in serious financial trouble with no food, no hope. So dire, so terrible was the trouble. Yet Elisha the prophet, prophet was exactly where the church should be, comforting and helping them in their terrible trouble. You notice that God did not spare Elijah that. He was in that city. We too need to sit in the dust with those that are suffering. We too suffer the same economic woes of all those around us. But we should be strong. We should speak God's word into the situation. We should help people. Believers often find themselves in terrible trouble. Some of you now in dire trouble. Trouble so bad you can even smell it. Well, then we stand in good company with the saints of God through the centuries. Don't lose hope. Always remember that. You know, I look at that sometimes. think, Jesus, when everything seemed lost on that Friday, everything seemed lost. The the sun did refuse to shine. Uh, The disciples thought everything was lost. But in three days, God delivered. Jesus was back and rose from the dead and everything changed. So we're in good company with the saints who got in trouble. Yet the children of Israel did not know that their deliverance was there already. It was coming. It was like now. It was tomorrow. You know, it was impossible. It was so near. I knew a sergeant in a special uh, force unit, and he, he had tried for the selection, which was very, very difficult, you know. And only the best of the best could make it. It was and part of one of these tests was that they walked day after day through heavy bush, not knowing when it would end. They were given targets to reach. And it could be weeks, it could be days, could be months. They would carry on until they had the right amount of men and and only the best were left, you know? And this guy gave up after a very long time of doing this, you know, of being sick and walking day after day with little food and 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 trying to find his way up and down through bushes and mountains and whatever. And one day he just sat there and gave up. He he couldn't do it anymore. But the trucks were actually waiting 800 meters away in the bush. He couldn't see it. And he'd given up. I don't think he ever recovered from that, you know. And I don't think he was right in his head after that, you know. It it affected him very badly. Don't give up, Christian. That's battling now. Say, by this time tomorrow. Say, speak faith. Trust God. Get this story in 2 Kings 7 verse 5. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians, the the lepers. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots, the noise of horses, the noise of a great army. So they said to one another, look, the king of Israel has hired against us, the king of the Hittites, the king of the Egyptians, to attack us. Therefore they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact their tents, their horses, their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the outskirts of the camp, they went into one tent, ate and drank, and carried from it silver, gold, and clothing, and went and hid them. And when they came back and entered another tent and carried some from there also and went and hid it. The city was in trouble, yet the trouble was not real anymore. It was only shadows. They were hiding from shadows. And I think many of our problems are shadows. And God will shine his light and restore what we have lost and help us from disasters that we find ourselves in. But you need to save faith by this time tomorrow. We need to say that God's going to deliver us. Are we putting our trust in God, and it might be terrible now. We say we're not lying. We're saying it's terrible now, but God's going to deliver us. And he's going to come through for us, and I don't care. And like Job says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. That's how our attitude should be as Christians. So the devil had already given up, and all the people had to do was get up from their trouble and enter their deliverance. So the lepers said to one another, we're not doing right. This day is a day of good news, and we remain silent. And if we wait until morning light, some punishment will come upon us. Now therefore come, let us go and tell the king's household. So they went and called the gatekeepers of the city and told them saying, “We went to the Syrian camp and surprisingly no one was there, not a human sound, only horses and donkeys tied in the tents intact. And the gatekeepers called out and they told it to the king's household inside. So the king arose in the night and said to his servants, let me now tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore, they've gone out of the camp to hide themselves in the field, saying, when they come out of the city, we shall catch them alive and get into the city. So the lepers go and tell the city, but no one believes them. They think it's a trip. Do you see how this is with Christians as well? We we can say, but God's going to deliver you, you know, your deliverance is coming. And they, they don't believe it, you know, they they, they don't just accept it. They don't, they don't trust God's word, you know. And you know how many Christians, when they're offered help, refuse it. I've seen that with my own eyes. We've offered people help. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't accept that help. But you don't know that that's God's deliverance to you. You know, we need to humble ourselves sometimes. You know, we need to humble ourselves and accept help from people we don't expect it from. So, you know, help often comes from unbelievers too. When God commands him to help his people, they must obey. Help can come from other Christians, but we need to recognize help when we see it. Trust and obey. There's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. 2 Kings 7.14 So they took two chariots with horses. The king sent him in the direction of the Syrian army saying, go and see. And they went after them to the Jordan, and indeed all the road is full of garments and weapons which the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. So the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the tents of the Syrians. So a seer of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. God's people always come through. It doesn't matter how hard the trial, there's always a breakthrough, if we would but believe. Never surrender, never retreat. We always win with Christ. He is the Lord of our lives. We gave Jesus everything in our life. We, get, we surrendered everything to him. Trust him to deliver you. He will. His word promises, us. For those who doubt, unbelief gets nothing. 2 Kings 7.70 Now the king had appointed the officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. But the people trampled him in the gate and he died, just as the man of God, who was Elisha, had said, who spoke when the king came down to him. Then that officer had answered the man of God and said, Now look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he said, Elisha said, In fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. And his word came to pass. That officer died in the gate. Unbelief gets nothing, faith gets everything. People who are stuck stuck in traps say, I know God's a good day. One day God's going to help me. And they sit and they sit and they sit. Suppose you take that attitude with salvation. I know God is a good God and one day God will save me. After all, He's a good God. I tell you what would happen to you? We'll just Rotten! you go back to your old life and you're saying, waiting for salvation to appear one day. No, we to accept God's word that he gave and then walk in the fullness and the trust and trusting God's word that we are saved now. If people ask, we say, we can say, yes, we are. We gave our lives to Christ. We surrendered. We repented of our sins. We walked away from our old lives. We're serving God. We're doing our best. But saved people know they must do more than wait around for God to save them. Paul said he works out his salvation with fear and trembling. We are to take and hear the word, believe the word, take hold of the word, and rise up in faith and take Jesus in our heart, pray to him in, in, in pray to God in Jesus' name and trust that he's going to answer our prayers that we are, are are sending out to him. And he will. Any old Christian will tell you that. Those who refuse to believe and trust in Christ and His redeeming power. You're going to carry on living in pain. You're going to carry on living in sorrow. You're going to continue to let the devil steal everything you got if you sit there and don't get up and do something about it. If you're not waiting, if you're not waiting on God, God is waiting on you. A great pastor tells us a story of a dog. He said, every day I took my dog for a walk. Now there was a cat who lived on the corner, and my dog lived to chase his cat. If a cat could have had a nervous breakdown, that cat was well closed it. Every day that cat was out for a stroll, we came down the street and Scooter would stop and look at that cat and his ears would prick up and he would just strike out like a streak of lightning and the cat would turn and run and charge up a tree. Every morning it was the same thing. But one day the most unusual thing happened. The dog was panting at the door. Let's get the cat. Let's get the cat. Then he saw the cat. But somehow the cat must have gone and visited the church because he didn't move a muscle and run. He started towards the cat and the cat stood its ground and when the dog got near the cat, the dog lifted up his back, lifted his claws and the dog made a full U-turn at speed. The pastor said, I want you to know that when we walk that route every day after that dog, that dog never bothered that cat again. The pastor said the cat must have got together with all the other cats and, and they told him that he will have to put up with it just as long as you're willing to. But if you find out that you have claws and you can stand your ground, you'll find that you have more power than you think you have. The cat got rid of the dog because he had enough. If the cat sat around waiting for someone to help him, nothing would have happened. The cat had to help himself. I want to say to you, if you're going to live, if you're going to get out of a bad situation, if you're going to rise up and get rid of that cancer, fight against it, no matter what the what, what the end is. Fight against that arthritis. Get rid of that poverty. Fight against it in faith by with God's word. You can't just sit there and say, one day God's going to come and help me here you got to get up and, and there's got to come a day when you've got to rise up and show the devil who you are. Show him that armor that God's given you. Show him that gleaming shield. Show that sword that's grown because you've read the word of God so much that it's become a mighty sword. You've got to say, I've had enough. You cannot sit there and wait until you die. Why are we waiting until we die, the, the leper said? We have to get the word of God in our hearts and minds, meditate night and day in God's promises, resist the devil, show the devil the claws of God's word, wave the sword of the word and he will flee from you. Trust God for the impossible and say it every day, I believe. Say, by this time tomorrow, I will be delivered. God speaks when man's wisdom is worthless. God speaks when all hope is lost. God speaks when the situation looks irreversible. God speaks when your situation looks impossible. God speaks when human efforts is no longer enough. It doesn't matter your background, your age, your sex, your complexion, your tribe, your degree, your profession, your wisdom, the size of your bank account. It doesn't matter whether you have a father, because God is our father on his throne, and his power is still very much potent. This time tomorrow, the prophet said, Their mess would turn into a message. The siege would have ended a new dawn of abundance would have overtaken you. You'll be singing with a a new song. Your insult would have turned to results. Your shame would have turned to fame. Your story would have turned to glory. Your trial would have turned to testimony. Your dryness would have ended. Your bareness would have been terminated. If you say that in faith by this time tomorrow, if you catch that, if we start saying and trusting our God, God, we are going to see great and mighty deliverances in our lives. If those lepers had sat there, they would have died in their leprosy. I'm telling you, in your marriage trouble, in your financial trouble, in your physical trouble, in your mental trouble, in your drug trouble, in all your other troubles you may be going through, all the storms of life, you got to start saying up. Some of you are with uh, with children, are saying, "What am I going to do with my children?" Well, you're going to have to make up your mind. You have to do something. You cannot sit there and allow the devil to steal your family. We have to do something. Now, when these lepers said, why sit we here till we die? They they then got up and began to move and do something, began to rise up. You know what you got to do? Do all you can to make your prayers come true. Pray fast. Find out what other Christians did in that situation. Rebuke the devil. Get prayer groups to stand with you. Fight back. Many missionaries start off not knowing what to do. But a thousand mile journey starts with a single step. Do all you can yourself. Faith is an act, and when these lepers stood up and began to march, they discovered that God began to work supernaturally. There was a sound from heaven, and hell ran away. You have to do something about it. You can sit and die early or exercise faith. You can live in misery all your life, and unless you do something about it, you know, it's not going to help. You need to get mad at the devil, mad at these things that are binding you and breaking you and hurting you and stealing your children. Rebuke those devils that are causing your children to go on drugs. Step up, fight back, fast. Do whatever you've got to do. You know what I mean? But surrender is not an option. And if you do that, you'll find the devil's been defeated. Christ defeated him already. We have to enforce that victory. The enemy has been chased off. The enemy camp is empty. He's like a roaring lion. But the lion of the tried of Jew, Jesus Christ, has prevailed. And he's the real lion. It's not up to God. It's up to you. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. Get the word of God in you. Rise up. Confess that word. Stand on that word. Don't give up. Don't let the devil steal that word. Quote that word. Rejoice in that word. Drive the devil away with that word. And you'll stand in victory. Maybe not today or tomorrow. But you are coming on. You are moving forward. Stand up on this inside. And you'll finally stand up on the outside. In Jesus name. Say by this time tomorrow. I will be delivered. Amen. Let's pray. Father God I pray for those. Who are struggling Lord. And who are are really going through a hard time Lord. I, I, I ask Lord that you would just. Give them that gift of faith, Lord. Help them step up, stand up, and move forward. Hear the trumpet of the Lord. Hear God's war trumpets. Put on the armor of God. Pick up that breastplate that's lying in the corner, sword of the shield that's lying on the floor somewhere. Go find them. Pick them up again. Step up. Stand up. Fight. And and we fight to the end. That's how we're going to go. We're going to go like we want to leave this world saying, I fought a good fight. That's how Paul ended his life. We want to do that too. I fought a good fight. I stood, I did well against I stood against the, the enemies of God, the enemies of God and we prevailed. Be that Christian. And I ask God that He grants you the grace to do that in Jesus' name. Amen.